0: Well, hey there, my name is Chris Rivers. I want to thank you for joining us today. And if this is your first time with us, welcome to the Men at Grace podcast. I'm really glad that you're here. Our goal on this podcast and each episode is to help motivate and encourage men to take responsibility for the people and the situations that God brings into their lives. In this interview, I speak with Jeff Vandermeer and Jeremy Meyer. Jeff is a member of Grace Church's Pelham campus, and Jeremy serves as the ReEngage pastor for Grace Church. And we discuss Jeff's participation in ReEngage. We talk about the life change that took place in his marriage, his family, and his walk with the Lord. It is a great interview, and I'm just really excited for you to hear his story. And I want to challenge you to consider listening to this episode and then sharing it with another guy in your life, maybe a group of guys, and there's a study guide in the show notes. Consider you to check that out and use that as a tool for discipleship with the men that you engage with on a regular basis. So let's jump in and listen to episode nine of the Men at Grace podcast. Well, how are we doing today?
1: Doing well. Good. Yeah.
0: It's been a Freak. good day so far. I've been very excited about connecting with you. When I first heard a little bit about your story, Jeff, I was very encouraged to get you in here and just hear more about your journey at Grace. And I've been through reengage. It has been a blessing for both Rachel and I. So tell us a little bit about how you heard about Grace and how you even just got connected here. Sure. Thanks,
2: Chris. Yeah. It's been a huge blessing for us as well. We're just so blessed to be able to have come across grace and get involved we knew about grace because our uh, teenage son was going to forge here he Mm -hmm. came through some of his friends we were trying to find a church where we could bring all three kids together not because we were christians but because we believed that you know there's there's good messages that come out of church sure um and um we were struggling with our kids at the time and And how old are your kids uh, 10 13 18 okay yeah Um, we thought we'd try out forge because it had worked for harrison for a while and and so we came, my wife and I, um, and uh, the, um, I think it was Matt preaching, but beforehand they talked about reengage. And we walked out the church and we were in crisis in marriage mm. as, at the time. And we both said, let's give it a whirl. So we came Monday night. Longer story than that, obviously, but we ended up being where we both are and both believing in God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit and mm. just the difference in our lives thanks to reengage and Jeremy and. The team has just been amazing.
0: Yeah. So you got plugged in to re-engage. What was that experience like?
2: Very scary at first. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Why Why yeah, it is was it scary? So scary. <laughs> 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 you know, it's, um, uh, staying in a relationship is work and it's a commitment. And yeah. you hear this all the time and it probably is a cliche at every wedding, right? You don't really understand it. You don't know what you don't know until you, you're in it yourself. But um, I had a lot of secrets that I had to give up during mm. this process. Um, and so, especially in the beginning, it was very, very scary, you know, having Jeremy stand there and ask very direct questions of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, uh, you know, slowly the Holy Spirit started showing us what we would have called at the time coincidences. Everything was just lining up, you know, people were sharing their stories about mercy and forgiveness and and uh, just being very open about you know their junk which in normal society it's all closed up and hidden you know you put on the nice face on the outside yeah and um things just built up and at some point i felt the calling to tell emily you know come clean with emily on everything and and um, it wasn't just a one-off thing you know i, I don't know where in the bible it says but god search, says search your heart mm. and over this time frame i was searching my heart and things were coming out that i'd forgotten about mm. may not even had anything to do with her but it all needs to come out, and she was doing the same.
0: Mm-hmm. So good, Jeremy. Why don't you catch our listeners up to speed? What is reengage, and what did he sign up for that night?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so reengage. It is, it is. We we'll describe it as marriage enrichment, mm-hmm. and it's like a, it's a process where we can grow and develop in our relationship with our wife or or our husband, and. But really, it's it's discipleship, yeah. and so we'll we'll actually say that it is discipleship disguised as marriage enrichment. Mm. And so when, you know, when Jeff signed up, he's he's signing up for not just for getting some common language, but actually learn how to die to himself, mm. and learn how to uh, how to how to follow Christ and what it, what it means to to love um, as Christ as, as as God has loved us through Christ. Mm-hmm. And so um, and that's which initially. Uh, it, it's great in the scriptures when we read it, but man, to do it mm-hmm. um, just daily in those in those, those tiny little moments is really rough.
0: Yeah. Jeff, you come to church to fix your son, but you end up hearing something that says, man, maybe I could work on my marriage. And you've started coming to re-engage. You're working with Emily. And what have been some new thoughts, some new patterns that changed in your life?
2: Sure, and well, I think the first one is you know, came to church to fix our kids, which is a horrible word, actually. You think it's fix? It's very negative. If you're the person being fixed, yeah. And it wasn't the kids that needed the work; it was hmm. myself. It was our relationship, and we didn't have God in it. You know, you know, both of us, very proud, very independent. Uh, we've never had much support from our families, and so we were proud to raise our kids independently. And we realized that that was our mistake. You know. Yeah. Um, And so by bringing God into our marriage, which is what we realized through reengage, it's just made a huge difference. Personally, for me, to learn that um, I don't have to run my life by emotions. You know, I used to have a lot of turmoil and Mm. anger and wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and just start seething and getting mad with folks. And a big turning point for me was, you know, in an argument with my wife and realizing, hang on a second. This, I need. I need to stop blaming. I don't need to be mad, and just turning around on and switching it off. And um, you know, it's got easier and easier to the point now where Emily had said to me the other day. You know, we've had a lot of discussions, but we haven't had any arguments or fights. Hmm. Wow. And so you know, we've now got energy rather than, rather than spending our energy on what combating one another we're one unit with god and we're using that energy to unite to help
1: our kids and god our kids hmm. and tell us a little bit about that change from nine months ago when we were standing out in the parking lot area and i asked you i said you know tell us it like tell us tell me about your relationship with jesus yeah. remember what you said
2: i think i said
1: uh, I don't have one hmm. yeah yeah it was it was Jesus was a good teacher like he taught he taught some good principles but as for being God I don't know about that yeah so so tell us like what happened there from that point to this most recent situation with Emily like what ha- what's, what's happened for you spiritually
2: hmm. um, I mean I've come a long way from that um, Jesus is definitely in my life I definitely have a relationship you know I certainly have struggles. Uh, it's not a switch that turns. Yeah, you I have do. to be deliberate. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be deliberate. You need yeah. that community. You need to talk about it, talk it through. I mean, I remember having conversations with you, Jeremy, about, I mean, you know, reading my Bible every day and, and how that helps. And then I felt guilty because I didn't read it for a couple of days and <laughs> I was slipping back. You remember that yeah. one? Um, but no, I mean, you know, now i talk to I talk to Jesus regularly, you know I say a prayer a lot and and I find like saying prayers helps you know if I do wake up and my mind starts wandering on a negative path, i'll just throw up a prayer and uh you know the Holy Spirit is in everything well not every day, but I see it very regularly and in, uh, in things that i do and last week, I was struggling with a couple of concepts, and every morning when I picked up the Bible and the Bible app and the the book um forget the name of the book. No, it was Unoffended. Yeah, oh, oh, okay. Oh, Unoffendable. All three of them yeah. had the same message for what I was struggling with. Mm. I have got wounds from church from growing up where yeah. it was forced down my throat. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, why I rejected Christianity for a long time. Whereas there was none of that yet. There was no judgment. Yeah. It was about mercy and forgiveness and working with my wife and seeing how being mercy, you know, forgiving her and having mercy and her forgiving me back. Just started to resolve issues between us. Um, and um, so, it, you know, just these slow steps. And yeah. then one day I came back from wherever I was, I was sitting in the car and I just said a prayer and I said, um, you know, Jesus, you know, I would like to be, I'd like you to be in my life and mm. please help me to do that. For
0: That's cool. so You've gone through reengage. What have been some of the principles that you have gleaned from that have helped you lead Emily, that have helped you lead your family?
2: Sure, yeah, um the process of reengage and the chapters is very well set up i mean yeah. it leads leads you through through the steps to continue to grow um all the way through, but you know just in the beginning, the simple one of stay in your circle right mm. is that easy to do not initially, <laughs> yeah, it takes a lot of work, <laughs> you know um,
0: and what does that mean stay in your stay circle in your circle
2: you know don't be don't be blaming your wife. Or your partner for yeah. everything you know be looking at yourself yeah what is what is your part in this conversation or mm. in this instance that caused conflict um you know and um that's just very powerful but uh, you know i think the biggest thing there's all these steps to step through but you can bring a horse to water but you've got to be deliberate in following them doing your homework talking with your spouse and doing those steps and, and working them and practicing them yeah. and I think that's why we, we got what we did out of it is because we did do that and you know we're looking forward to doing it again now we got
1: you know I'm sure there's a lot of nuggets we can still pick up the second time around yeah yeah. you know it's funny as, I, as I'm listening to you and you're talking about staying inside your circle I'm just reminded as, there's like a link between you know Chris your question about that idea of hey like can describe to us uh, that that moment where you know, or was there what specific specific moment led you to p- to place your faith in Christ, right? And and you reckon, and Jeff, you're like, I needed help, right? Sure. And and when we are staying inside our circle, we we're we're saying, Hey Lord, I need your help, and I'm a needy dude, which it's not a, it's not a positive thing here in you know 20th century North America, right? It's it is hey it is I can be self reliant, I can accomplish these things, and contrast to that for us to be able to say, hey, you know what, Lord, I need you. I'm a needy man and in need of, of, the, of your greatness and of your mercy, and as you're describing, and, and as well as of your grace. Yeah. And, um, and so as I'm listening to you, mm. you know, the, a, a verse came to mind, and, and that was uh, Matthew twelve thirty four, It says, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And, you know, as I was thinking about this, the contrast from what our first conversation in August when it's like, hey, tell me about your relationship with Jesus, right? And you're like, there's not one, right? To, what was it, three weeks ago when we were having lunch together and I heard that you guys were doing a home remodel. And in that moment, I'm like, dude, like (laughs) home remodels are like having babies or moving. (laughs) I mean, it is like a tension-producing situation. And so, um, like, how are you guys doing? You remember what you said? I don't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do because it stuck out like a sore thumb You, you said, man, I've been praying
0: mm-hmm.
1: And in that moment It was so clear to me Of the, Spirit, of the Holy Spirit's produ- of like Producing um, life in you Because that was complete contrast to, to what, nine months ago? Because you recognize, hey, you know what? Like, I need the Lord mm-hmm. And there's a sense of dependence that's there I can't do it on my own And Lord, like I need your strength And so I'm needing to come to you every day and so it was, just, it, was a, it was just a beautiful picture of a man who um, uh, truly recognizes masculinity. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to know what new decisions have you made as a result of being at Grace and working through reengage.
2: Um, sure. So, uh, you know, an important word that we picked up earlier on is to be deliberate, mm. more deliberate in your step. And that, that's, that's got a lot to do with avoiding passivity and stepping forward. Um, and yet, being dependent on God, mm-hmm. and the words pursue, protect, provide. Uh, just very, very useful in that. So, I think that if I look back, being deliberate in taking the learning and applying it, mm-hmm. you know, uh, especially in the early days of, in those days of conflict with with uh, Emily, deliberately switching off, deliberately saying, I don't need to be emotional and angry you know and yeah. del- and being able to humble myself mm. and recognize that i'm wrong yeah or where my my wrong is um i mean eh, emily too she's been a huge help because i've seen her apologize to the kids mm. you know when we when we you know when we snap at them or we say something in a tone that they turn around and say uh you you sound mad and it's like Sorry, I didn't mean to tell man. Whereas before, it would have been I'm not mad, yeah. you know. Um, and so, being deliberate, pursue, protect, provide. Being deliberate stops and makes you think about what is the right thing to do. Yeah. You know? What? What? What is it that Jesus would do, or what is it that Jesus would want me to do?
0: Yeah.
1: There's a, there's a there's a piece of it where there's a, a deliberate need to grow, right? Yeah. Like there's a there's a piece of this where if you think about a, an infant. Like an, an infant's like, hey, they're being highly deliberate and moving toward the mother's breast, yeah. right? Um, because they recognize their own need in that, right? And, and what ends up happening is is that as we think about life, we, we move from being disciplined, if you will, or deliberate, um, to point of delight. But we got to get rolling first to that point where, where we're able to experience that delight. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that oftentimes we just want to, f- using language as far as how we feel, you know, mm-hmm. we just want to feel God, we want to feel situations in marriage when we actually need to be disciplined and, and deliberate with our actions mm-hmm. and cause it's so so easy not to do that yeah i've learned so much and grown so and seen the
2: difference in deliberately putting those steps into place and, and now mm-hmm. i look at what i was like and how my friends are and the turmoil that i realize they're in and it's it's got to be a tough place to be at my turmoil knows how do i help them without pushing them away
0: mm. I sometimes ask that as well, but sometimes I'm not even as close to people that don't know Christ. Sometimes it's just people that know Christ, but they're just not acting like they know Christ. Sure. So it's this new life that we have, this new this new way of thinking that we live. It really just puts in motion a lot of different things, and you never know what you're going to come up against. So I think that's part of being dependent on God.
1: Yeah, the the that, a different verse kind of came to mind as as you were sharing, and that was from uh, from Second Corinthians ten. Paul's talking about the idea of, of taking every thought captive mm-hmm. and making it obedient to Christ. I need to be still sometimes and just kind of process for a moment before I like lash out on my kids or my wife or a friend. Yeah. It's just critical that we take that moment to be able to step back and go, Lord, what am I thinking right now? What's inside my head? And so as I'm as I'm thinking about that in situation for, for you and your friends, what's the question that you ask yourself? Like if if he, the guy your buddy calls mm. And and in that moment, like what's what's the question? If you if you're pausing for a moment, going, hey Lord, um, what are you trying to teach me in this moment? Like what what is like that would be the question for me. But what would be the question for you?
2: Um, Very similar, you know. Lord, give me the the right words or actions to take. You know, and sometimes that's not saying anything, right?
0: I'm interested, you know, how you're grateful to God for what he's doing in your life, what he's been doing for you. Very grateful. Yeah. Um,
2: I don't know what to say. You know, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, God, for your mercy and for cool. dying on the cross and saving our sins.
0: Yeah. I don't know if you have any any big goals, but as you, and I know for me, as I, as I pursue Jesus and I'm pursuing a life that honors him, I start to realize that there are things that need to change. You know, everything in my work, in my marriage, in my relationship, my parenting, in the way that I leisure, the way that I have fun, and the way that I spend my money. I mean, I can go on and on and on. Sure. So as I think about those things, sometimes I start thinking about the future. Mm-hmm. What do I want the future to look like, knowing that this relationship with the Lord, is, is it means something to me. Have there been any things that you have been dreaming about or thinking about in the future that that you don't even know what it could look like, even maybe, but just ways that you're dreaming because of this new relationship that you have with Lord and what you've learned at, at Grace and reengage and so forth? I haven't
2: really got some big vision ahead, but um, you know, I do see a Christian family. I see. I, I pray that our kids will. Follow this line, and yeah. and and that we can have grandchildren all being influenced by God and Jesus. I just pray that I can continue to grow and become a better man, a better husband, yeah. better father, better friend. Uh, you know, better witness for God. But at the same time, I also have fears of overdoing it. You know, I mentioned earlier that I had a church wound from yeah. from younger. You know. Also got to be careful not to become
1: overly righteous and judgmental, sure, and so it's a balancing act
0: yeah
1: um, going back to the to the gratitude piece as mm. i'm I was kind of reflecting on what I've seen over the past uh nine months or so i've seen I'm thinking about the the person that was had a ridiculous conflict with his wife over an r v <laughs> um this is back in August, right. <laughs> I think about the life change that's happened since then. I'm thinking as far as like this whole idea of gratitude, that the life change that's happened since then, mm-hmm. right? To where you are now. I'm thinking about gratitude in the sense of some common language that you and Emily have now and to where, um, you know, that you're for each other, not against each one another. Sure. Uh, I think of, um, I know you've been working with your anger, you yeah. know, and, mm-hmm. and aiming not to be offended. Mm. And so there's there's a piece of, of gratitude where, where, this, as I'm observing that, um, that God's given you clarity of your own need of Him, because you're a sponge. Sure. Every Anything and everything that, that we've recommended and encouraged you to do, you're on it, like, mm. fast. And I was shared a, a resource with him, kind of a side conversation, uh, a book called Unoffendable, and not two or week, three weeks later, we we're, we're talking, and, and he said, yeah, I was reading the book that you mentioned. I'm like, what, what book was that? You know, <laughs> you're <laughs> yeah. trying to remember? And he'd already read it, or he was, he was working through it. Yeah. And cool. so, so those, so those are some things just as if you, if you, I think it'd be great if you'd want to highlight like some of those different pieces, because I think it's it's worth for other men to hear those other points of gratitude.
2: As we're on unoffendable, uh, the book itself, I mean, you know, society and even Christian society says that anger is okay. Righteous anger is okay, for example. And yeah. Jeremy and I were having a conversation and I mentioned a couple of anger points to him and, or a couple of, uh, Concerns I was having, and we were able to bring it down to some points of anger myself. He suggested to look at this book, Unoffendable, and um which actually raises the question do we ever have a right to be angry? Mm. Um, you know, and I and I, society, it raises the question as well um, do, does society confuse anger with action? Thinking back to examples of myself and other people, yes, I think we do. To be able to cut out anger it's just th- that humility that it brings to one and the it you're just so much more able to have mercy it doesn't mean you're not acting it doesn't mean that you're being passive mm. but you can just do it in in a way with your eyes wide open and i know that my family have seen a change in me my wife emily told me that my daughter had said um, you know i'm a lot calmer nicer to be around i'm seeing them goof around more and fool around and be more relaxed that's awesome and um you know emily came up to me sometime last week and she said she gave me a hug and a kiss she said i'm really enjoying being married to you now you Mm -hmm. know i feel pursued i feel provided for i feel protected
0: wow that's pretty awesome that's a winner right there That that was a
2: big thing that was a big thing wow put tears to my eyes
0: Mm, i bet it did well, Jeremy, is there anything else we need to add before we close out?
1: Uh, this is the joy that it's been being able to uh, watch you grow, and I think that there's a that we have this this idea that we that we have to perform, we have to we have to to rattle off these things or do these things before God, and for other people. All I've seen has been a man who's been humbling himself before God and trying to follow Him, mm-hmm. not having the right answers, and with that on, Hey Lord, um, will you, will you give me insight? Will you give me wisdom? And the Lord's blessing your socks off with that. And to the measure where your wife blessed you and sharing that with you.
0: Yeah, that's good. Well, I'm grateful to spend some time with you guys today. I feel like this has been a very good and rewarding time for me. Grateful. Thank you so much. Thanks Chris. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks. Well, as we wrap up today's conversation, I want to thank you for joining us. I want to encourage you as well to check out the study questions that our team has created for this episode in the show notes. As I mentioned at the start of this episode, consider sharing, listening, and discussing the key ideas and scripture references in a one-on-one conversation or even with a group of men in the coming weeks. I hope that this resource can be a tool you can use to further discipleship conversations with the men in your life. You can also check out Men's Roundtable teaching, learn more about Re-Engage, and the book recommendation that Jeremy mentioned by checking out the show notes as well. If you have questions or want us to discuss a topic on the Minute Grace podcast, email us at menatgrace at gracechurchsc.org. Thanks for joining us today, and we look forward to joining you on the next episode.